That's it. That's it. And uh, to those of you that are hearing this um, a couple years from now, <laughs> so uh, 2019 listeners, tune in to our 100th podcast chat uh, on Thursday. That's ambitious. <laughs> yeah. More than hashtags. Come on. Come on. Yeah, more than hashtags. No, we won't forget uh-huh. what's working, what's trendy, and what's next. Yeah. With Adam Lidecker and Vincent Orlek. Every week, a new episode from News on the Net. Come on. Uh, repping Arizona. Uh-huh. I know just what you came for. For stories people might miss and fly under the radar. Uh-huh. Yeah, more than hashtags. It's news and we're on, we're it. on it. Make sure that you subscribe and follow if you want it. Yeah, more than hashtags. Hey, I'm Adam Lidecker. And I'm Vincent Orlek. Welcome to More Than Hashtags. Well, we got some, uh, we got a lot of news to go through here. Uh, we got a few things. We got, there's, there's been a lot happening this week. For sure, in the social medias of the world. Yeah, particularly with a couple, couple bigger platforms like Snapchat and Twitter. Yeah. And Facebook. But first... Let's uh, let's talk about something that happened that is happening every Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, podcast chat. If you guys Number missed it last week, yeah, yep. we launched the first podcast chat. You go go back on Twitter, search hashtag podcast chat. Uh, you can still participate. You can jump in. There was a lot of good conversation, questions, answers back and forth. But uh, this week we have our first special guest. Yeah, well, last week's was more of an intro to what the chat will be and get some feedback from the potential audience. And um, this week being week two of the month, see, me and Adam came up with this this whole calendar, basically, where we're not just doing a guest every week. We're not just talking ourselves every week. We're, we have different topics different themes, if you will, every week. So not just topics, but themes. So, so last week or a week one typically will be about content and discovery um, of podcasts. Week two of the month, which is this week for November, will be our week for the guest. Special guest. A special guest. Yeah. For We scored. And I feel we're time. kicking it off very strongly. <laughs> we scored big time. And, uh, and it's funny because I think – I think a lot of it, he, he was in the first podcast chat, coincidentally enough. Yeah, well, he, I, ta- he I tagged him. In. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, well, so. and he jumped in too. So what? actually, you, you know him better than I do, so I, I will allow you yeah. the honors of introducing him. So a uh, gentleman, name of Evo Terra, and if you've been in podcasting for a long time, he was uh, number f- the 40th podcast ever, uh, which we'll get into some of his background in the podcast chat itself. Yeah, don't give away too much. Yeah. Don't so, give away too much. But he's, like, he's an OG. OG of podcasting. He's done a lot um, in the space and authored some books and has podcasts today. Uh, he, he was... Uh, don't give it away. Don't no, give away the well, whole I'll sauce. Say, I'll say that he, I met him because he lived in Phoenix um, when we first moved here uh, over 10 years ago. And then and now he lives in Bangkok over, uh, over yonder. Yeah. Uh, but still, Seems like still, a really cool guy. Yeah, definitely. And still podcasting uh, several podcasts. <clears throat> and so it should be a fun, super fun podcast chat from someone who's been for, been doing it for 
uh, well over a decade. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, so so Thursday nights, nine p.m. Eastern, six p.m. Pacific, and anywhere in between or in Hawaii, figure it out. What will you know? You guys know what time zones you're in. Nine a.m. You know, nine a.m. Bangkok time. <laughs> no, well, whatever. Okay. Oh yeah, that's important for for him and for his audience on Friday this time. Thursday. <laughs> if, you're time. Ba- if you're in Bangkok. And on <laughs> Thursday, November 9th, 2017, you are able to get on Twitter at 9 a.m. On Friday in Bangkok. Oh, oh on yeah, Friday, the whole, Friday the 10th. Oh, that's so weird. Okay, well, disregard that for everyone that is not in Bangkok. Thursday, November 9th, 9 p.m. <laughs> Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. If you're in Bangkok, just figure it out. Figure it out. And that's, that's what's so great about podcast chats because they're there. Uh, it, it's, I think, a little bit more magical if you can participate in the time. Uh, but, yeah, there's been many I went back and jumped back in. Uh, or just got some, like, one, one of the podcast chats coming up, we'll talk about equipment. Well, that's definitely evergreen. You can go back and jump in on that. Yeah, yeah. And so he's he's a podcast OG, wealth of knowledge, and uh, we're going to pry that out of his, out of his head into uh, Twitter chat. Yeah. <laughs> and actually it'd be really cool to have him on the show yes at a later date so yeah it absolutely would be as a guest on here on more than hashtags well if that you don't if you fun. don't mind we could just jump into the topics we got some some big like you said big changes on some major social networks um you have very strong opinions about as do i word yeah so, uh, okay so look we all know Hashtag 280 characters. We all know we've seen it now as of yesterday. Yesterday, officially, I believe, they've yep. Twitter has rolled out the ability for every Twitter user, including um, <clears throat> one particular president of the United States, to uh, have <laughs> uh, double the characters than we all had before. Brevity, I, brevity is a good thing. Brevity. <laughs> brevity is the soul of Twitter is what one person said. I believe it was Shakespeare. Um, it might have been Brett Oh, I saw that on the Pacino. internet. Yeah, sure. it might have been Brett Pacino or Shakespeare. I don't know. Um, but the uh, the I, I don't see a problem with it. I don't see a problem with having having 280 characters. I I um I have I've had it. Right. I don't know why. I'm not verified. I'm I don't even have Eight thousand well, followers. That, you do that little hack and turn it on. No, I've had it since since they said like what a month ago or three weeks yeah. ago that no, there was no hack. All I did was I just updated my app at the time, and okay. I all of a sudden had it on my personal account, but not not on any other accounts that I manage. And, and did you feel compelled to tweet <clears throat> every tweet at two hundred eighty nope, characters? Nope, nope. But it was nice. It was nice that like here and there, there were times where I, I just would start typing, and I was like, oh, I got to shorten that. Wait this is great. I don't have to shorten it. I I have been campaigning and uh, for everyone to take the 90 character challenge (laughs) to go the other way. Yeah. Just because it's, it's 280. This was my point originally when they announced it, just because they up it to 280 doesn't mean that you have to use the 280. You if you, if you want to be a 140 character stickler, OG, right. Purist, go for it. Well, even when we were drafting social comms for companies, it it's still recommended to stick around 100 because, uh, you you know, the link, the tags and all that. Now things have changed. 
but I'm just going to predict like as far as like social media best practices go for us social marketers, it's still going to be keep it short to the point. And, and you got to think of how you're going to stand out in Twitter search or in someone's feed. Um, I think 280, either you got to get really, be really good at 280 and make it worth my while to read all that. <laughs> or, uh, and it depends what it is, you know, it, cause I've, Look, when you're when you're trying to when there's a particular point, and right now, specifically with with politics being what they are, I, I can definitely see a lot of people, aside from the president, um, utilizing the 280. All the all the pundits, the and the people on Twitter that are, have made their career, sure, tw- into tweets about um, political things in the in the country, like so that aspect for sure. Um, you know, marketers, I, I don't know. I, it's going to be interesting. I don't think most marketing types like us are going to really go crazy with it or anything. I, and I even think that today, once they granted it, we saw all these, all these people tweeting like idiotically. Well, I saw like the people using uh, like text characters to make characters. Oh yeah. That too. That too. Like make bigger uh, ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, but then all the other ones where it's like, uh, so one account was Texas A and M, uh, which is the Aggies, right? And they have a college football team and basketball and all that. And they tweeted, their social media person tweeted, basically their like their cry, uh, cry for the football team that they yeah, do sure. with the games. That's interesting. It, it was like uh it was like four lines of the letter A, like going uh and then go Aggies or whatever it is, and that was the whole tweet. So, you know, I get it. I think there's a time around. and place you can get creative about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope they, you know, I, that's, it's kind of an annoying tweet, but it, I can see how people find it annoying. I don't really care. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but I'm there's seeing a lot like, of people uh, complaining. The one that was creative was like someone did the alphabets, but just vertically. Mm-hmm. So, but it was like A to Z that says, now I know I, my ABCs next time, what you sing with me and it all fit. <laughs> um, but it takes that. I mean, it takes a lot of a lot of space. So I think you can get. Uh, that'll be well, they, the challenge. Yeah, there were there were a few. I mean, since since we're on the topic, I I have a, I have a couple, like so. In my case, there was one. The main one was uh, <laughs> after I saw a couple of people. I was trying to see if the the open crawl for Star Wars. Oh yeah, the wording fit there, but it it doesn't fit. Oh, that's too bad. It doesn't you have fit. to do a little tweet story. Um, <laughs> <Just do> a, <laughs> your ellipsis, dot, dot, dot. It would have been better if you actually would have had like spaced it out just like it on the screen. Of course, less would fit. Uh, one I saw was IGN, which is a yeah, like video game company sort of review site. And they, they typed every marvel character and called it the infinity war cast because that's who who's all going to be in it the the good one here's the good one i saw i just found it so the verified account for the nba referees um (laughs) it says now that we all have 280 characters we expect your twitter complaints about specific calls against your favorite teams to be calm 
well-reasoned and full of complete sentences. Yes. Nice. Thanks in advance for this positive step forward in basketball officiating related discourse. (laughs) That was good. So I wonder if some of these are going to actually, um, like, you know, it says read more if they can cut, if they're going to cut it off at all. Um, that's because I'm actually like using Twitter search. I don't know how it'll show up in your, in your Twitter feed, but in Twitter search, it's the full screen. So if someone yeah. did dots all the way down, um, here, here's some ones that I thought were pretty, pretty fun. Um, a NASA account, it's NASA Goddard. They did. Thanks Twitter. We can always use more space, but they use all the like space emojis <laughs> uh, around it. So graphically pretty creative. Um, here's a good use case. Like someone said, um, about the, the elections yesterday, uh, voters today chose, and then all the way down, um, they were able to recap one, two, three. I see. Yeah. Yeah. All the different, like, um, historic, um, nominees for all the different positions. Yep. Uh, I do see like, yes, yeah, some school songs. So obviously right now you have an opportunity, Google maps at Google maps, uh, did a pretty funny one. Cause it's like a building and it's just dots all the way down. And it said, uh, well, it's still going. Uh, you have arrived at your destination. That's funny. Even like Uber could have done that too. Oh, here's a good one about Olympic gold medals. So that they're recapping like all the fun. Yeah. So I can see, um, definitely some opportunities here. How about, I mean, even the skyline chili one. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> that gives you their, what they what they put in their cheese coney dogs ingredient list that's funny yes there are some smart people getting on here twin peaks uh showtime uh or you could do like full poems or you could do haikus history channel they did they did a like a guessing game with the emojis not the look they could have done that before it's just this one this gives them more room to do it MGM Studios. Uh, they have the GIF of the lion. Okay. At the beginning of the movies, you know, you know the lion for MGM. Yeah. And it roars, and then <laughs> so they have the GIF for the lion roaring, but then in the tweet, the text it's it's the word roar, but using all the characters basically. Yeah, I think so. All of our examples we're giving are creative. They're thinking outside the box. Even you have more characters. So I definitely say like, don't just write more. Still, you still have to think about why we're tweeting this, why we're spending yeah. time to send this out. So, so the well, so uh, the topic like this actually this is a combined deal. So it sure. just so happens that today is, um, or yes, all this all this stuff happened yesterday, right? So two two big things. The, Twitter came out with the 280 characters for everybody. Finally, they rolled it out to everyone. And at the same time, the same day, it just happened to be that same day, Snapchat had its third quarter um, earnings, earnings call for investors. And it did not go well. <laughs> so they made uh, some big announcement. As far as what the information was that they were right. reporting. And um, the, the big one that came out of it, well, let's, let's start with, what came out of it was that um, the whole spectacles spectacle 
nice. was not was not what they first claimed a couple of weeks ago, where they said that selling 150,000 pairs of spectacles was more than they could have hoped for or imagined, or they were happy with that. Um, you know, a couple of weeks later on the call yesterday, they said that they still had how many how many pairs in the warehouse, uh, or that they wrote off forty million dollars worth. Which of, I think it's ha- just it's half the loss. It's not even the full yeah. loss. Yeah. So they wrote they wrote that down for for those of you that know about that stuff. I, I just know that that's a negative uh, that they wrote that down. They didn't yeah. write it off. They wrote it down, um, which means that they took a loss of forty million dollars on spectacles. Which means the stock also went down. So it's uh that cratered the stock. So the word of the day yesterday for Snapchat was cratered. <laughs> cratered. Uh, cratered. I saw in several different headlines about the stock tanking down to last I saw it was twelve. I don't know what it is right now. Twelve ninety one. Yeah. Okay. So it did. It plateaued at twelve. Well, I will say, <laughs> it is now at my twelve dollar buy price. Yeah. So when this debuted, what did it debut at? Do you remember? It debuted. 15 was it 15 i thought wasn't it more wasn't it like 20 something no oh there was a high of 29 but then it they didn't open at like 20 24 or something something yeah it was something because it was too high everyone was saying it was way too high like and i was giving i was giving you a hard time because i was like uh i'll buy it when it hits 12 (laughs) dollars yeah i bought it at 15 that's not bad but i sorry i bought it at 19 just under 20 I bought I bought a share just because I wanted to say that now I you owned. Can, now you can call in. Yeah, now I, and I do. Did I you buy? Do. I didn't okay, yesterday. so you bought it on Robin Robinhood, so you did get the for, for the earnings call then. I do. It's awesome. I love it. And it takes you right to it and plays it right on the phone. Like, yeah, it's cool. You're not only an owner. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I'll tell you what. Like, user. look, I'm still going to say the smart people are going to buy it right now again. Oh buy sure. More. Because I, this, no, that's how stocks work, right? Yeah. Is when it when it's down, you buy it. This it's the company's not going anywhere. It's it's yeah. only going to come up if you buy it now. It's going to go back up to fifteen. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't really see this going below twelve. Um, I mean, but even if it does, even if it goes down to ten, really, if, I mean, if they lost like millions of dollars in ads, uh, partners or something like that, it, I could see it. Yeah, ten or which they five. won't because they're cutting them all deals. As yeah. we all know. And the other announcements yeah. I saw were like um, analytics. You could put a pixel on your website, which is tremendous. Yep. So um, they, well, the, the big, the big one from yesterday too was the whole uh, um, announcement slash admission by snap CEO, Evan Spiegel, um, that Spiegel. They now, <laughs> they now feel as though the app is too hard to use, and they're gonna, they're gonna change it drastically and yeah. put some sort of algorithmic feed, uh, in on the camera part of the app or something. I look. <laughs> well, and your part of this Dude. whole segment was like Twitter, Snapchat, fundamentally, on the same day, announcing yeah. that they're they're changing the core value prop of their whole service twitter is based on 140 characters although that that had changed previously too let's 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 get that straight for all the people that are hashtag 140 original whatever for life for life um 
<laughs> it was used to be 160. Uh, it used to be it used to be different. Maybe back in the day because it's based on text that. messaging. Well, wait. Let me say this. The text not, not 160. 160. It, it wasn't because because they they only recently um, oh, okay, changed it with the handles and the links and stuff in the pictures. Not counting, yeah. It wasn't 140. It was it was like 123. Or something that, that's why I said you like your best yeah. practice was to keep it between 100 and 120. Yeah, because you had to account for the links, the tags, and all that kind of stuff. You're but right. since they changed that, they changed that. I mean, has it been a year? Yeah, I think so. So it's already like better been better for us as far as. Yeah, and you can do different things. You know, you can do different things. So it's that's been good. But but I mean, I get it. The, the reason why they. In case you, you're not familiar, if you're listening to this, the reason why they originally started with 160 was it had to do with the SMS texting because Twitter started as basically a, a text message linked. Sure. And some people still app. get their tweets on text. Yeah. Well, I, I get notifications. <laughs> I know. Just giving you a hard time. From certain people that I care to get immediately notified on. Did you were you using Twitter back when it was text only? I'll I'll say no. I I have had an account since February 2009. Okay. But I I wasn't like I I jumped on and like used it here a little bit to see what it was yeah. and then and we've talked about this before. I, I was one, definitely one yeah. of those people that got off right away and didn't but kept the account but didn't use it for like a couple of years. I remember specifically having the first iPhone having to go back in to increase my text plan. <laughs> And I think that's right about the time when they started rolling out like a package of texts or unlimited. Um, I, it's very reminiscent of like Meerkat and upping my uh, mm. my data plan because <laughs> <laughs> I was blowing through the caps, um, which you know disruptive early tech startups or can do. <laughs> sure, but like you said, Adam, it's it's on this on essentially the same day. Like Twitter implemented a huge change in many people's eyes of 280 characters um, and, and snap announcing right. that big changes are coming for the, the user experience, the UX of their app and admitting like using the words that it seems to be too hard to use. And, and I mean, that's, that's kind of part of their value proposition is that it, it's right. not, it's like it, it is it is relatively simple once you start using it but there's so many people that consider it to be oh it's too hard i can't figure it out but it's because most of those people in my eyes they don't want to figure it out exactly they, you know they have it in their hand and they're like well i don't really want to use this and oh i'm doing swiping what i don't uh, well, a few it's years like, it's ago, like frozen caveman lawyer yeah i mean a few years ago i was that person and then like me too I, me too and actually it was one of the either a video or a tweet or something from Gary uh, Vaynerchuk. And he was like speaking to a group of people. He's like something along the lines, like 15 minutes or you're lazy or, you know, or you're, you're going to be a dinosaur. It's like a series of three swipes. That's it. And, and something about that accomplishment uh, works on your psyche. Like, Oh, I figured that out. A lot of times people will build in certain friction into the apps it's not to like keep it out of the hands of parents. It's like by figuring it out and solving yourself, it, it creates some like addictiveness or some um, joy. Buy in and buy yeah. in. And, and it's also like exclusiveness. Like the same thing. Like I think 
honestly, I think Apple did it again with the iPhone 10, having that limited availability, that FOMO. But they did the same thing back in the day. Like, not too many people had the first iPhone. Um, Facebook was only colleges. So it's, it's, it's following a very um, similar model. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't always work unless your app's going to go viral um, and with mass adoption. You can't say, oh, I'm going to bake that, that feature into my startup. It depends. But right. um, no, I do think that there are some features that they could bring to the top. Like we've talked about the breaking news aspect of Snap Maps. Um, and I don't know if that's like, who knows? Maybe that's another, maybe they could launch a, a website like similar to Twitter search or Twitter moments for the sole purpose of advertisement, advertisers, like getting them, getting companies aware that these features exist inside. So therefore, hey, I should be in, you know, working in Snapchat into my marketing mix. But sure. I don't know. Well, they look, I can't imagine, I cannot imagine it would be very hard if they wanted to, and we, how many times have we talked about Snap Maps, right? That's, that's like a very unique feature to them. Right. Instagram Stories has it kind of, but it's, it's a different functionality. Sure. It's, they have local cities stories right but this is like you can zoom in on anywhere you want that has a snap in existence in that little spot in the world um but how how difficult could it possibly be for them to say uh install like a breaking news notification that where where you it you, you prompts you it prompts you whether you're so if you're outside if you're not on your on the app, you, your phone is closed. You get a notification. That's yeah, it, make, it makes sense to me. I right? mean, if you think about it, like Twitter's prop for the, for value prop for a long time was happening now, happening now. If you, and, and that's the thing is like, where do you get your news? Well, I go, I hear about things 10 to 15 minutes before I hear about it on the news. I hear about it on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. and even, even events for the day. Uh, there were some events today that, that broke on Twitter first. Now I think that value could, extend over to snapchat for sure and, and why not like what are the most engaging things like like car chases on facebook live or twitter you know or that citizen app we talked about a few weeks ago mm-hmm. happening now uh, if you, you want to increase in-app engagement uh and retention yeah i just think would, i just think that would be like that would be a a piece of low-hanging fruit for them to to take take it down that road sure and if and and that could be the hook to bring in the older crowd well how many people on snapchat do you think are i'll just call them lurkers they're not actually actively producing content but they're but they're following people they're going through the discovery tab or they're going through the snaps of other people lurkers for lack of a better term yeah i don't know i i don't know i i think i think depending on how many of the audience of is is teenagers versus like older groups? I think the older the the users are, the more chance there are that they're like a a, a lurker. They're not producing content because I like I'm using it to message on Twitter. I have a lot of friends. Oh yeah, I've been using Twitter for forever, and I'll go check their account. <laughs> they never tweeted. Well, yep. that's not it. They use Twitter for news. Yep. Uh, they yep. use Twitter to like like a newspaper, the, like the ca- uh, grocery store checkout. They're full of celebrities just to get that the latest. <laughs> greatest. 
we were just talking about this stuff. I was at ASU tonight doing that little workshop for some of the students. And we literally talked about this. We were like, Hey, you, even if you don't have an account that you want to tweet on, right? Yes. Go follow, like you can go follow publications and people and reporters and whatever you you're interested in. If you want to just use it for news or keeping up with your industry that you're in, regardless of what it is or a specific topic, that's, you can totally do that and not even have like a a profile photo or any tweets ever. (laughs) And they do a good job about that when you onboard for the first time. Like I set up a a new account recently and the first thing you do is you select your interests and they recommend a few accounts. Right. They do a good, Twitter does a good job about that. And I think you're right. I think if they could, um, and if, and if Snapchat wants to pay content creators, that was the other thing that was announced. But if, yes, if people are going to come in to consume content and not actually create content, because it feels to me like the, the Evan's comment about making it easier feels like that's more of a creator side, the active Snapchatters, like making it easier to create. But, but will those lurkers, will they ever create? I think there's a population of the audience that is not there. They don't want to create like their, their goal. They're not out outwardly. Right. Hey, look at me or here's what I'm doing. Here's my life. Like they're not on it to, sh- they don't want to share stuff like that. Every so, once in a while, maybe they snap and because yeah. they're, they see something interesting or whatever, but they're not on it. Like, like many people, potentially are to like create little stories and communicate with other people. Like they're just on it because they're, they just want to see what it is. It's a curiosity factor and they want to look at discover section, like you said, or follow specific brands or people for whatever reason. (laughs) Yeah. So increasing like total number of passive users is only a good thing for advertising for, for them increasing revenue on that side of things. I wouldn't like remove, you know, the barriers of creating content, like with the swipes. But first of all, there is a lot of features in the app. Yeah. You got to put them somewhere. And I think once you learn them, I mean, honestly, I got the, the iPhone 10 and it's kind of similar with swipes. There's a series of five different swipes from, from uh, up, hold and swipe up from the different corners. It's very reminiscent of of Snapchat. And now that we're talking about this, um, not the the barrier of entry to learn that was 15 minutes. And I think it probably saves me an hour a day because I'm not having to hold down my thumbprint. I'm not having to do this, this, this. So here's the question I have for you. Hey. Do you think, what do you think there's a higher percentage chance of? A, Snapchat succeeding, moving forward, growing, getting back on track, stock, price going up and then like being big over the next several years or B they, they kind of fade away a little bit over the next few years and become in history. They become the ones who were the innovators (laughs) where everybody else kind of took not even just copy their stuff, but, but the, the, the functionality and the features that they brought to the forefront, like vertical video, 
Yeah, true. No one was doing vertical video until Snapchat started doing it. And then, you know, people don't realize that Meerkat was vertical video. Periscope was vertical video to start. Only vertical video. I Um, think it's a little different. Like, you can't compare it to, like, Go Wallet and Foursquare, uh, Meerkat and Periscope. Because even though it was only a few years ago, uh, the scale of Snapchat and the adoption of Snapchat like we're seeing all these like now they're impacted because they're a public company. So they're impacted dramatically by people who read like just consume news, but don't actually use Snapchat people who like to write clickbait articles, but don't actually use Snapchat. Um, I think it'll hover around $12 a share for the next year. I think they're going to be shy to go into hardware. Like they might've went like wanted to get into like the drone drones or GoPro type. Uh, they still may. Uh, I think they'll just think about uh, not making 180,000 extra pairs. <laughs> well, I, I, you... I, don't, I don't see <laughs> them going away. Um, here's the thing. The, this mode of communication, which is basically that one-to-one or one-to-many, it's like texting, essentially, with a lot of added features and filters. And, and there would have to be someone else that comes in is the new cool thing and this would be for one generation below would get on this new cool thing and then everyone else would follow six months one year year and a half later well and if you read if you keep up with industry news it feels like every week or every month there's like oh is this the next snapchat killer is this the next like there's that one app that's it's actually pretty high um Shesarasara or something like say Shara um, say it, oh man I can't believe I'm butchering it we're just missing we're running out of names that's the problem <laughs> it's 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 like it's up there it's and there was a, a, a I read something about it because they were saying that Snapchat in in the App Store yeah was was for the first time out of the top ten yeah but that's... it was because of um. Because others had moved up, it wasn't necessarily because it actually wasn't because it Snapchat's growth was slower. It was because these others had yeah. moved up. And also, ranking doesn't it doesn't have to do with total downloads. Like it has to do with um, number of downloads in a set period of time. So, for instance, if they're hitting, um, maybe they do need to change the app and open it up because if they are hitting saturation for that top demo they already yeah. have the app so they're not going to download it but yeah I, I could be wrong here but i don't see them i i, I see they're i think they're they're going to have this clarity moment where they're going to have to really focus this next year um unless they have some kind of like crazy scandal or well, look it's number two on the app store among all apps all free apps yeah so i don't know maybe that was an old but there's this one if I were them, I would double down on you know the breaking news feature of Snap Maps. Uh, basically, content. What exclusive content is in there? Yeah, that you can't consume anywhere else. And like what you just said, the push notifications. Uh, I, I would totally do that because you're already getting like notifications when your friends message you, but I don't get any no- mes- notifications when there's interesting concept uh, content in there. Yeah, I mean that that's that would that's seem to be for right there. Yeah, but well, but the thing is, you have to have the app 
to get those notifications. So you have to get sure that breaking news thing is not, I don't think like the Gen Zers are really like that. That's who that would be for. That would be more for the people that care about the news. Yeah. If they're looking to increase passive users for total numbers for advertisers um, and, and look how quickly it happened. Like you and I talk about, something tragedy or natural disaster happen and we talk about it and we'll be at, you know, that water cooler moment. Did you Mm -hmm. see that? Like, can you believe like somebody was in Key West while the hurricane was coming down on them snapping still? Like, where was that? And they go, Oh, here, let me show you snap maps. You pinch in. It happens pretty quickly. If it's, um, you know, and we're kind of like the first people to find it. So we start telling people about it. Um, and then the original content, that's a little bit harder because we talked about this on a previous episode. Everyone is paying. Uh, well, not not Snapchat. They were the only ones that weren't paying for original content creators. Snapchat, they, they um, I mean, it, it's kind of two different, well, it's not kind of, it is totally two different platforms. But right now there's kind of this, this, uh, this mutiny on YouTube happening with with the content creators that are it's it's not even the Casey Neistats of the world only it's not it's not the top people only it's anyone that creates content that makes any sort of money on their videos through right. the monetization yeah youtube is apparently and i don't know enough totally about this i know what i've seen and read here and there and from what i've seen actually on Casey Neistats videos to be honest there's a monetization issue where YouTube is placing all these, like almost every video from, from content creators, from big time content creators into review and it's keeping them from getting monetized from, right. <laughs> and they're placing like a restriction on the monetization of the video. Yeah, so if it takes six for hours, no reason. six hours or a week to review that, they're not yeah. getting paid. And, and it's, and, and it's apparently like from what everyone says, all of them, the users, it's really like, for not a good reason there's not something that is there's a reason to have it in review in the first place even and there's not a reason for it to be taking so long other than they're trying to review millions of videos every day or something like it's it's really weird so maybe there's even an opportunity there because youtube and uh, i'm gonna say mostly youtube but instagram too took the vine the Vine say, influencers, Vine, yeah, yeah, and and Snapchat people that moved because they weren't being listened to. You know, that's what killed Vine. Is Vine underestimated the power of their right. content creators to like take the platform down basically by not putting content up because they weren't working with them. Yeah, I mean, Instagram makes more sense for Vine creators because it's like it's more public, more sure. more discoverable. Sort of Snapchat, really, but Snapchat did the same. They totally ignored influencers if they they don't have to change it like i like the idea of like following to get access to these creators mm-hmm. but finding them is still difficult so if they had a recommendation engine when you signed up you selected comedy you selected um all these topical experts or or push some sort of push notification even when you're in the app uh based on trending now based on like well based on who else you follow yeah Based on things that you've put in snaps. Yeah. These are all different features that are in other apps. These are great, great ideas. 
Right? Here you go, Snapchat. You're welcome. But what I don't want to happen <laughs> is like all the all the friction is removed from the app and it becomes Instagram. <laughs> yeah. No, we don't and I don't I I really doubt they want that. I don't think there's a value in that because and it's too late for that, to be honest. Like people aren't gonna all of a sudden, oh look what Snapchat looks like Instagram now. Let's go back to it or yeah. let's go it's it's so so the and we want to boil it down to these these couple things, right? We we you and I agreed that they do have a PR problem. I, I don't know, you know, what they're doing with that. We don't know what who's how they're managing that, but it doesn't seem like their their PR is good ever. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Here and there, occasionally, the the best PR they've gotten is from the hot dog. Yeah, the, instead of the selling dancing like hot dog hardware, maybe just sell costumes. Oh, <laughs> well, I was even talking about just the, the dancing hot dog itself, like the. Yeah. Not even the costume, but well, at that point, um, that's cultural, so that just picked up. But I mean, I will say, um, and I'll drop it in the show notes. You wrote a medium post about this, and your next point is really great. Maybe education is the answer. Yeah, and you, I mean, we agree on that. That's that's not like that's nothing original, really, on my part. I've heard that about a million other things. It just it just seems to apply here. You know, like why wouldn't you, if you're trying to get new users, you have to have a take some of that money that you have. And right. together a marketing campaign that's outreach that, that reaches people that are potentially users and educating them with a video, a short video. Sure. Of, Here's how to use Snapchat. It could be videos that exist already that you've put out there. They're on their YouTube channel, you know, like put it out there or do tutorials on video and get them to people and, and put yourself, run TV ads that show the app right. in use, like show the snap map in use, show, sh- show it, show it in use. And I get the whole viral, like the power of it has always been, Hey Adam, are you on Snapchat yet? Yeah, but I don't know. Oh, well let me show you. And you whip right. it out and show it on your phone, like in, in front of you. I've seen that happen so many times. I can't tell you. And that's how it spread. Well, and their advertising efforts up until now have been large but not descriptive. So airport bins. And we thought that was the coolest thing, but it was just the yellow. Yeah. <laughs> it was really billboards. nothing else. Mysterious or, billboards. Or giant yeah. billboards or takeovers of Times Square, but it was just yellow. So, or even right. or the vending machines. Um, and it didn't, uh, oh, that, that must've been Periscope. There was one, what were the big ads that were saying how to go live? Oh no, that was Facebook. Oh, that was Facebook. That was Facebook on the I buses. I thought there was way too much content on that one, but I think they ran it in the Super Bowl. But it was certainly more descriptive, and it onboarded people because you know a lot of people were scared of that than just a giant yellow billboard or an airport bin or whatever installation with your logo. So you're right. I think they could do show emotion, show why. Uh, their, their marketing hasn't hasn't been aimed at getting in my opinion at getting new users like right. new people to try it out it's been like here's this function here's this thing this feature that we added in you know check it out like snap map you kind of figured it out or you didn't or you, right. you know it's not like there's nothing really behind it other than what they said well um, i talked to like i talked to people like uh, so i recently started a new job and I talked to people in the office and they're heavy Snapchat users. Mm-hmm. Uh, half of them didn't even know what Snap Maps was. Because they use it for communicating. 
so yeah, they were actually like, Oh, did you see, I went hiking. Did you see what, you know, my snaps, but you know, I, I kind of use it sometimes like, you know, Yelp or Foursquare. Like I want to like go to that location before I go there, mm-hmm. see what, if anybody's snapping from there or what's the weather like at this festival before I go there, what's the lines, what's, you know, so the I'm workshop I dude the workshop I did tonight it was it was kids like eighteen to to twenty one twenty two yeah they asked me they said do you think Snapchat is dead oh wow they asked me that and I was like well I'll ask you guys do you use it and they're like yeah and the the one girl that was in the workshop she was like well I deleted it off my phone hmm. I'm like I'm like really why she's like well I I was I found I was spending too much time like watching people's stories and I was just kind of like wasting time so I had to delete it. And I was like, okay, so do you have Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> she go. She said. She looked at me. She's like, yeah. And I was like, do you watch Instagram stories? She's like, yeah. <laughs> Same thing, just a different. Same thing, but in Instagram. So yeah. that was interesting. You know, these are this is this is the kids that use Snapchat, right? And so here's the other part about that. The one kid, another kid that was in there, someone else said oh man, it's cool. Like I love using it to Shazam songs. And the kid goes, hmm. you can Shazam songs. This is a 19 year old. Yeah. That uses Snapchat that doesn't huh. know. Right. So, and then they literally like showed each other. He showed them how to do it. Right. So, yeah. So that, that is kind of an issue <laughs> when your main demographic that uses it daily all the time, they're not using it for all these other purposes, they're using it for the communication aspect for the, instead of texting, they're snapping right. each other, which is, we know this, we know this to be the case, right? Well, okay. So that's their demographic and they're all in the, in the class. They have mutual interests. You would, um, you would think they want to connect. Uh, I know I hear a lot of people when they ask for something, they ask for their, the people's Snapchat first. They don't ask for Twitter account, stuff like that. So one of my favorite features in, uh, which is probably hardly used is when you are adding someone, you can actually toggle on and find people in your area to add. That'd be a prime opportunity for push alert. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, if it's executed correctly, it wouldn't be creepy that they know there's like 10 other Snapchat people in the area, but you all need to open your phone and you all need to add each other. So that is, you have to do that, but why not? You know, Snapchat knows there's 10 Snapchatters in that room. <laughs> They do. Oh yeah. Oh, and they know what's what's in individual snaps because they aggregate this content around. Like they'll put it in Discover. They'll put it. They'll put like a a certain type of story that's it's just aggregated snaps. It's not the Discover stories from brand from CNN or whoever. Yeah. It's like these little topical things that they do daily, and some of the snaps they it's it's not location based either. It's based on like National Something Day, right? And because in the snap, it either will say it in the text. Yeah. Or sometimes it won't even say it in the text. It'll be. Oh, that's true. They, they say it. Yeah. They say it like in the I snap. Search, I search like uh, yeah, objects or Adam or you could anything really. And it will create. Yeah. It'll find that. But yeah. So I, they're I using voice, like, voice recognition too. Just FYI. <laughs> of course they are. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking like the idea to build community and build engagement and grow that like if you're at an event and you could even layer on snap maps and then do everyone or certain people give them a push alert. Like if they realize 
three people have snapped from this the event you were at. They've been in the room for an hour each. Do a push alert and say, hey, build community, connect with community, you know, connect with friends. Uh, you know, the the assumptions are there. You have like my like minded interests. Um, you want to continue the conversation because you just spent an hour together at a concert or here or there. And, and everybody gets the push and everybody opens that feature and you start seeing 25 people in there. You can add. It's a neat idea. Let's, we have, we have some other stuff I know we want to get to. So we let's do, let's end it. Well, let's end it with, with this. Do, do you have anything else to say about it? A last word on it? I do not snap master. Okay. Here's my last word on it. My last word is they need to find their Cheryl Sandberg. Good point. Because Facebook was good point. Uh, Facebook was at a at a point in 2012, I think. The mobile thing was like everybody was knew it was all going mobile. They did not have a mobile strategy. The app sucked on mobile too. Like they brought in, they hired Cheryl Sandberg, and she literally, she you could argue she's more responsible for the su- success of Facebook as it stands right now than than Zuckerberg is. So do me that's, a favor. That's all I'll say. When this episode goes live, just tweet it and tag it and say at snap needs at Cheryl Slamberg. <laughs> needs their own. I don't know who it is. Yeah. You're completely right. You're completely right. But they uh, need that person with the vision and the, and the know-how. Yeah. Cause she stepped in and like just took over and killed it. So I'll, my next one I'll just touch on briefly because um, it is kind of like a, like a platform pivot, kind of, not really. It's big, speaking of Facebook. Uh, but it, yeah, I think it's pretty big. So uh, today Facebook, it is in beta, but you can apply to be in it. Facebook introduced a messenger plugin for business websites. So if you're not familiar, there's um, the, you've been on a website, you've seen like a chat pop up at the bottom, uh, some kind of a chat functionality. Uh, there's a couple companies out there like Intercom that, that allow this, but their monthly subscription, it's enterprise uh, software. So now Facebook is rolling this out for free. Um, we've talked about this on a few shows that a lot of customer service is happening. Facebook Messenger, when you go to a brand page, it instantly pops up that someone's active, ready to chat. Um, so one thing that's interesting about this is we've known that if you are communicating with your fans and customers in messenger, you can create a custom audience, a look like audience, and you can serve ads to them. So you're turning a cold lead into closing a sale, making a sale. So this is very similar. You're adding them to their, your site, like a Facebook pixel. Um, and now who knows what type of data you can do and get. Um, but for a lot of businesses, this is kind of a turnkey solution. Again, it's free again, you know, what works right for you because <laughs> you are now embedding one more Facebook te- technology, um, into your, uh, website. So I've always said, you got to be careful with Facebook, uh, putting all your eggs in one basket, growing a followers because you're renting those they're not yours for your facebook page so a lot of times i'll I'll encourage people to try to move those facebook fans over to your website or to an email list something that you own 
Um, so something you could you could check out um, product. I'll put two links in the show notes. Uh, product Hunt wrote a medium post about this that um, they're basically they launched a new product to get into that business space um, into enterprise. Um, I think this is a good, this is big, uh, and certainly a few people chimed in. The former PayPal CEO said this is a big deal. Um, have that customer chat plugin embedded into your website. Uh, I would love to know who is behind this. Uh, and even the um, Intercom CEO, which is a competing product, uh, said it's going to be uh, the next few years are going to be fun and interesting. So essentially they just disrupted a few incumbents in the space, but that's what Facebook does, right? <laughs> it is. And uh, what, know, are your, we, what are we... your thoughts on this? Like, would you, are you going to explore it? Would you recommend to some clients to if they don't have a chat functionality yeah. now to and even if they do it's it's they're paying for it true and this is free and you know the the point the point i saw that and their you know, users the, are definitely on facebook as well well so that's that's the only point i saw that was like devil's advocate was like what if your users are not on facebook what if they don't have messenger um you know how does that all work that what are the chances you know i mean try it out Try it out, see see what happens. Um, especially if you don't already have uh, a chat client uh, on your website, it's it's not going to be it's not going to be bad. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a good move, and it's just funny to hear them kind of the way it's positioned as their uh, their entry or whatever into the the enterprise. Right. When we know that. Work, I can't, you know, I'm forgetting the name workplace, of it. Is it, right? is it workplace or workspace or obviously uh, it hasn't taken off too well. I, I mean, we had it, we tried it for like a month. Um, Basically, uh, you know, Facebook's version of Slack. Workplace. Yeah. Workplace. Yeah. It, and it is, it's, but it's, it's more like, it's more like you're just, you have this other f- Facebook, Facebook account yeah. <laughs> with your coworkers at work. Um, it's cool. If I think if you have, more than like five employees, but right. less than a hundred. Right. I don't know if you get a true enterprise where you have like a thousand employees or something. I don't know. I guess that would work because you could set up other things inside of it, just like Slack. Like you can set up individual groups and things. Teams. Um, yeah. Teams. Pass. Yeah. I don't, I just don't know that it's like you're creating a new Facebook and I don't know that people even want to do that. Right. I, I don't know that they're they want to do that. Completely separate software like Slack. Um, I, I look at this also. I'm always curious, like now, uh, you know, this is devil's advocate and not paranoia at all, but uh, they're going to have a lot of website data now. They already had some with a pixel, but I think this integration will have um, con- add context because they're going to have all the chats Potentially, you know, you could do purchases in Messenger, so they'll have a lot of that. So I'm thinking a lot of this data will, will bubble up to the ads uh, platform so you can you can even target at a higher level. You can target your competitors in sales, and who knows what will – who knows? Maybe there'll be a checkbox where you can target lookalike customers who spend between this average amount on sales. Um, let's go a little bit deep into this, but in any case – uh, check it out. I think it's a good option. I'm going to probably recommend it for a few, few ventures that, that need 
customer service directly on their site. It's it, look, it's a, it's another, it's another thing that Facebook is trying. They, you can't, you cannot say that they don't yeah. constantly try new things and try to stick their foot in the door. Look, the the thing that, that surprises me about, about them is how often they do this and then really just like let let that whole effort just flounder and die well and i will say there's learnings i I, you know one thing where i work at coplex it's a big thing is um like lean startup philosophy Mm -hmm. and and learning so without a doubt none of this is like a failure it may be three or four more products down the road that actually works. Well, look, for example, their, their, their they, learnings are just a much larger scale than I most get it. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. But, but they like, here's the example. Last December, they announced, Hey, we're coming out with Facebook live audio. And it's still it there. Didn't, it, oh, it is. It is. But it didn't like really become available for a good six months after that. Right. And now it's been, you know, since the summer and, like no I one knows really about seen, it. Yeah. I haven't really seen anybody use it. I, I I've never it. seen anyone use it other than myself. I, people get on, they see it and they're like, Hey, your video's broken. Um, <laughs> like <laughs> you have no video. That would have to be outreach to that audio community, convincing them. And, and they are there. Like you do, all you need to do is go to like Gimlet, WNYC and like iHeartRadio. Some of the large players, uh, maybe not iHeart after this next week, who knows? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> sorry. No, but but it's just weird, like how they they yeah. I guess it could be for future something, but but for now, like they and it probably doesn't like that one in particular. Probably didn't didn't cost too much manpower or right. money to actually implement because it even though like they call it Facebook Live Audio, it's actually video. It's technically a video file right. that they're using. Um, they're just okay. only they're not showing you a video. They're just only using the audio part of the video file. So, so it's still like they're using something that's already in existence and just taking a piece away, which probably isn't, isn't much on their side at all. And we know, unless they decide to give prominence to promoting, pushing our audio content to more people, we already know that native video is where it's at right now. Uh, Yeah. Interesting. So, Anyway, but yeah, no, that's it's a big it's a big deal. We'll we'll see how it goes. We'll see if it if it goes down the road of their nineteen or twenty other kind of failed initiatives, or if it's or if, if it's Facebook. I, I want to know if they have like five hundred or fifty to one hundred or five hundred, without a doubt, experiments going on right now. We don't even. Know. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. But hey, so stick around. The show's almost over, but we got our infamous Glassdoor review. Our, our infamous after infamous. two, this is our second one. And it's, well, uh, it, it's no, it's infamous. It is infamous. People are talking about it like there's no tomorrow. And then stick around for some, uh, some cool podcast recommendations. Yeah. Boom. Um, so let's go with, uh, here we go. Oh, nice. So you, this, linked it, you linked it so I can view it too. Oh yeah, I did. Well, I linked it to the page. I you think this employer is large enough. We can actually mention them. Really? Do you not want to? Okay. It's Yelp. It's Yelp. <laughs> it's Yelp. It's a and, review uh, so site. <laughs> and we're going to read reviews about a review site. Yeah. And it's great. So this is one of the reviews on Yelp. Um, it says, 
let's see. Should I go with the? I'll go with the short one. Should I go with the short one? Oh my goodness! I'm reading these. You, yeah. Well, give, give context. You did sort by negative first, right? I did sort by negative first because we wanted we're reading the negative reviews. We want some gold here. Uh, hey, we'll go with this one. Okay. It oh, wait, says. Wait, before you read yeah. it, what was the date? Uh, January fourth, two thousand twelve. Okay. So they may have improved by then. Yeah, potentially. And I mean, the most recent reviews, if you read those, it's, you know. And, and that's the whole point have. of Glassdoor for brands. Up your game, <laughs> my friends. So January 4th, 2012. The headline, and this is from a current employee at the time. Headline, you will get fired eventually. <laughs> the, the pros. Uh, Yelp provides great benefits, including a keg in the office and unlimited snacks and refreshments. Also, awesome training. Another pro, it is an extension of college. All of your coworkers are down to party, including your managers. <laughs> down to party. <laughs> yeah. Cons, only 20% of the employees in the Scottsdale office have been there longer than six months. Another con, you will watch all of your friends get fired and then you will get fired. <laughs> No job security. Uh, another con, even if you are a top, top performer, they will fire you if you have one bad month. Do not take this job if you do not have inside sales experience. The pay is horrible. You will make just enough to pay rent and bills and be able to hit the bar a few times a week. The recruiter is lying when they tell you that you will make commission your first year. You have to sell over $100,000 first, then you can make commission. Small business owners hate that you call them every day. <laughs> Advice to management. <laughs> Invest in your employees. Stop hiring 50 new reps every other month and focus on your current employees. Fix the commission structure. So that was from January 4, 2012. And I, I, I've known people that have worked there and left. Um, I know people that work there now. Yeah, same. Yep. Yeah, both. It, 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 I will say that it's it's probably like any other type of call center sales job you'll ever hear about high volume call center sales job <laughs> i gotta read this i'm not gonna read the whole thing but this yeah. one comment uh, a pro um, the recruiters did a good job selling the nice kitchens i do admit <laughs> the kitchens are stocked with very, a variety of food and generate <laughs> are very good oh my goodness I think if I was young like that and like in their wheelhouse for who they hire, cause I did interview there one time and I, I, they offered me a job, but it wasn't going to be enough money. This was, this was a few years ago, Pro actually close to around that time. Um, and they, <laughs> they put me through, it was like a ridiculously long interview for no reason to be a, a, a sale, a, a person on the phone, like trying to right, call sure. businesses to sell. It was, it was silly. Um, but, uh, at, you know, if I was a younger person looking for a gig, would I be sold by food, kitchen full of food and ping pong tables and all that stuff? Yeah, you know, and or, or, or decent paycheck, <laughs> pay your bills. <laughs> yeah, something that pays the bills and maybe hit the bar a few times a week. Yeah, not, nothing. Probably that's not good enough for these millennials. What the like, hell? One thought about this: like nothing against Yelp. I just think as a business model, I don't know what the monthly is for businesses like a restaurant or an owner to pay for Yelp monthly. Mm. If you're a sales rep and you have to be doing a hundred and hundred and five thousand a month just to make before you make. Commission. It's got to be a hundred thousand a year, doesn't it? 
Uh, this one says like, I'm reading these different reviews. There's no way um, you can sell a hundred thousand a month. That's what I'm saying. Like how many, well, no, but you have to sell a hundred thousand before you even make commission. Right. So right. Poor, com- compensation is poor. You have to sell 105 K before you start earning commission. So who knows if that's in a year or a month, but if you're a salesperson, you want to sell 105 K so you can make commission on that. And if, if I can't, if I can't have, and I'm not talking about Yelp in general, I'm just talking about that model. Um, Commission based. Yeah. No, on the other side, the flip side, if I'm a small business owner, I'm not going to pay somebody 10 grand a month to manage my reputation or on one site. So how many, I mean, do they have to get a thousand customers a month? There's not that many businesses. No, that's what I'm saying is it can't, that's why I, I can't, I think it's, it can't be a hundred thousand for the month, every month to make right. commission. I, it must be for the year has to be because, because I know people that have advertised on Yelp and I know how much it costs. It's like the, like the base thing is a couple hundred bucks. And I guarantee you that's what so many small businesses are probably doing. It's like 300 bucks a month at most Oh my for that. This one says boiler room environment. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the best movie ever. <laughs> Let's get into our podcast recommendations. Uh, you go first. Well, well, hold on. The point of our Yelp reviews are not to take digs at employers. Or not at all. Uh, we talked about, if you're, if you're from Yelp, you're listening. We talked about Glassdoor in previous episodes that if you're either in uh, HR or social media or you need to work this into your strategy, uh, Vincent taught a a panel to HR professionals. You did. I, I, I uh, did a little presentation for some, some HR. The whole, the whole topic shifted to Glassdoor. It did. So and that by their, by their choice. Yeah. So they're terrified and scared. So yeah, that was the disclaimer. Um, we don't like talking negative and stuff like that, but we do like teaching people how to learn and improve. And hopefully this review from 2012, uh, that it's many, many years later. Helps this helps them uh, create a better, less boiler room environment. <laughs> maybe, maybe. And plus, they're funny. I mean, come on, they, these it things is. are out there. They're hilarious. It's, it's like Amazon review, reviews on products. It's good yeah. times. So, hey, podcast recommendation. I will let you go first, my friend. Oh, yes. Don't oh. do that. Oh man, got it. I, no, I have it. I I do have it. I do have it. I I was just looking up a piece of information about specifically the hosts. All right. I'll go uh, first. Okay, go ahead. You look. Uh, so my recommendation for the week, it looks like they only have, it's just launched. They only have a few episodes out. So if you want to get caught up, they have three episodes. It is uh, By The Verge, and the podcast is called Why'd You Push That Button? <laughs> uh, two hosts that ask hard, weird, occasionally dumb questions about how your tiny tech decisions impact your social life. Um, do you turn read receipts on? Do you share your Netflix passwords with friends? So they basically examine the choices technology forces us to make uh, through interviews with consumers, developers, friends, and strangers. So I think this, I love these like really niche uh, new podcasts, but super well produced by The Verge, two hosts that go deep dive into, you know, the, on Monday was why we share our passwords uh, to streaming services. So I see, you see it all the time. Big shows coming out. Can I have my, you know, why do you do that? Uh, or why does the technology force us to do that? Um, you know, why do you turn on your read receipts? Which is like really creepy because you don't, 
you just want to know but that's built in like text messages and facebook messenger lets us know when people see our posts there you purposely don't click on that new facebook message because you don't want the other person to see that you saw it <laughs> uh, so check it out search why do you push that button it's wide apostrophe d why do you push the button uh by the verge i i actually saw that come up in in like the browse section for myself recently cool, cool, cool. um and I, I was i almost pushed the button but then i didn't so i'm <laughs> you glad you did. yeah i saw it and i i didn't click on it because i was like in the middle of doing some other stuff on on that app but um and the verge has done cool. some other i mean Re, recode has really done a lot of podcasts in that space uh, specific shows. Now the Verge has done a few, uh, like Verge Cast, but that's a lot longer. Uh, Control Walt Delete. Uh, so it's good <laughs> to see that they're actually breaking out into these um, very specific categories. That um, yeah, I think are really, and they're short too. I didn't mention that. Let me see how before you jump on yours. Uh, yeah, one was eight minutes. One's twenty three minutes. So definitely, uh, let's see, 29 minutes. So under 30 minutes. So definitely for your commute or your cooking, stuff like that. So check it out. Cool. Cool. What you got, man? I have a, I don't think, I, I might have mentioned this one at one point during the many hours we've recorded, but uh, it's called Mind Your Marketing. Uh, no. Does that sound familiar to you? Okay, good. I didn't think I mentioned it. Uh, I didn't think I suggested it as a, re- a recommendation, but Mind Your Marketing, um, it's put out by Cave Social, which is an agency. Um, they, uh, the hosts, it's uh, Justin Kirby, who I, I've tweeted back and forth with him a bunch, um, and Jordan Sheltkin, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Um, they're the hosts and the show itself is the description is the weekly podcast that covers all of the latest marketing news and trending ad spots. Hmm. So a bit industry related for marketers and advertisers. Uh, they, they were actually the one when we were talking last week about the Burger King ad with the clowns. Yes. Yep. Um, I, I hadn't seen it until I, I saw like a tweet from them about the, about their podcast. Um, but they like, they do a really great job with the show notes too. They put links into the, they embed the videos on the site and show the spots that they're talking about. And um, like this week, it's funny because they're talking about Twitter doubling the character count, Snapchat's worst week yet. <laughs> um, they, so it's, it's funny. They're covering some of the same things we are. But from a different perspective, perhaps. Different perspective. And then they're also adding in, like, they talked about the rogue Twitter employee. Oh, yeah. On, his, on their last day, deleting Trump's account. Um, and some of the other stuff, too. But they're, they're definitely more coming at it from more of, a like, an advertising tack, um, specifically. So, and then they have, they also have, like, ad campaigns this week. They're talking about how Samsung trolled Apple. Um, Addington Bear may or may not have dropped the f bomb in <laughs> ad. Um, yeah, so so they they talk about ads like specific ads and ad campaigns, which is I always find it 
find that really interesting. I know not everybody does, but um, they're they're cool to listen to too. They're they're really good hosts, and they and they engage on Twitter, which is that's always cool. nice, like us. No, I think that's cool because one of the things that I mean I'll dig that because when I get served ads on Facebook, I always click why am I seeing this button. One, I want to know how do I do the same thing? How do I reach somebody like me? But I'm always curious, so kind of behind that's cool. So, word, awesome, man. Uh, yeah. So just a reminder: catch us uh, every Thursday at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. I Whoa. got it. I almost messed it up. Wait, podcast chat. Podcast chat on Twitter. Is what you're so, talking about? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just, just we we started, we ended with podcast chat. Yeah. So tonight. Yes. Because this will drop on Thursday. Even though, So it's actually when, Thursday when for us now, too. listen to this, search hashtag podcast chat. So you can yeah. join in at pod, uh, hashtags pod, our Twitter name. Uh, those, that's where the questions will be coming from. Or you can, if you don't remember that, just search hashtag podcast chat. You'll see the account. You can jump in. It's a Q&A format usually. So we ask question one. You answer answer one um and then you can we try to do a discussion like very discussion based with the people participating in the chat even during the week when we have a guest we don't have a guest every week but the week one week a month where we do have a guest even then we're, we're going to ask for some other participation sure and if you don't know evo it's a great opportunity to get to know and ask all these questions about somebody who's been podcasting for a long time and with that 2004 2004 he's been podcasting so, be, so not even podcasting internet radio right he's an internet radio um by the way he's he knows i don't know what the friend friendship terms are but like he he knows the people that i did the, the podcast workshop with here they're all they oh wrote so, the, the, they wrote the book together the yeah, original I know, book yeah i don't know the relationship either i think definitely i don't know if he wrote the first one it was co-authored. That one, okay. uh, at least on the Wikipedia page, it's it's and uh, him and T. Martin. Yeah, and at some point he stopped co-authoring it, and other people picked it up. So, um, it's the same people though. Like the he co-authored it with T. Martin, and then, and then uh, this most recent edition that's out is without Evo, unfortunately, but with right. T. Martin and and uh, Chuck Tomasi, which both of those guys are like two thousand five. Sure. <laughs> podcasting since but yeah but so yeah. maybe they were number 50 and he was number 40 but and he he's been publishing he still publishes books so yeah on wikipedia he's it's all his, stuff that's some other ones so he's, um, he's impressive we'll definitely have him on because um he uses social quite a bit and the stories he tells um i also want to ask him how he um how he lives in in in, in bangkok <laughs> because he has a very interesting approach to making enough money to live how he, him and his wife want to live. Um, and before they, they settled there, he had a, he had a travel podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, so definitely join us for the chat. We'll have him back on the show. Um, and with that, that's our show. That's it. That's it. And uh, to those of you that are hearing this um, a couple years from now, <laughs> so uh, 2019 listeners, Tune in to our 100th podcast chat uh, on Thursday. That's ambitious. <laughs> well, I mean, Kilby with media chat is going like almost six years now. 
That's good times right there. But what if what if Twitter doesn't exist then? <sighs> I'm just joking. So then Snapchat will have Twitter chats. <laughs> Uber just announced flying taxis today. They're coming. Yeah, I saw that. I I, I saw that. And Waymo announced uh, fully autonomous no driver cars in Phoenix. Yeah, t- uh, tonight I saw I saw a, a couple Uber autonomous and and Waymo uh, driving around uh, ASU and then down here in the Chandler Mesa area. They're all over the place. I saw like a bunch tonight. The future is now. It is. It's here. See you next week. <laughs>